0: Let's talk about cheating this morning. I know there's all sorts of things we could put under that umbrella, but we're going to talk about using chat GPT to cheat. This is a hot topic over the past year as chat GPT has become uh, kind of more intertwined with our everyday work. And for people at school, for kids at school in particular, this is a concern. And our Scott Schantz is with us now to talk about that. Hi, Scott. Hi. Yeah, this is like a huge thing that teachers everywhere are kind of
1: reacting and parents are reacting like, oh my gosh, my kids aren't going to be able to learn. They're just going to type their questions into chat GPT and Chat they GPT do the same is, thing, right? Yes, of course, <laughs> like everybody is. And ChatGPT is just going to do all their work for them. It's going to write all their essays. And uh, th- there's so much concern, right? Like I'm taking a, po- a course at a post-secondary place and the professor was like, please don't use ChatGPT to write your essays. You, uh, you know, people, people are concerned.
0: But why would you? OK, I, I, I'm, I was a returning student to school, so like a mature student. Yes. And I loved the return. Didn't love it so much when I was like 18, 19 in school. But in an adult, when I went back, I thought, oh, I see the value in this. Why would I want to cheat? I'm here to learn something.
1: Well, yes. I mean, there is that. But there's also, like like you said, mature student. And there's people who are, um, you know, looking to just get through it, as it were. But, yeah, it calls into question, like, what what is the role of ChatGPT and AI in education? And this is something that a lot of people are sort of trying to to figure out and process. Now, there's been a lot of research done on this, and it turns out that cheating is not changing. Like, students are cheating the same amount that they have always cheated, if not more, uh, but they're not necessarily using ChatGPT to do it, which I found very interesting. So I spoke with a woman named Denise Pope. She's, She's a researcher at Stanford University and has all types of... Uh, information on this. And I asked her if she was surprised to find out that, yes, they're cheating, but they're not using AI to do it.
2: Well, yes and no. So we've been collecting data on cheating for many, many years, over a decade. And cheating numbers are historically very high in high schools, This was particularly U.S. high schools, although there were some high schools in Canada as well that we surveyed. Cheating numbers vary between about 60 and 70 percent of kids say that they've cheated in one way or another in the past month. So cheating numbers were already high. We had then the ability to survey the same same schools, a subset, but the same schools to see if those cheating numbers went up in the beginning of 2023, which was basically a few months after ChatGPT came onto the scene. And it turns out those numbers did not change. So the good news is I, it didn't unleash, you know, a torrent of extra cheating. The bad news is those numbers didn't change. Kids are still cheating at a really high level.
1: How is education going to react to that as, you know, AI and machine learning and all of these things just change that, that whole game for, you know, uh, teachers and professors and students?
2: So I see AI as an opportunity for us to really work with educators and students to think about what do we really need to know in a world where AI will be ubiquitous.
1: Yeah, and I, that's so encouraging to hear. I love that because this isn't going away. Um, and I did read something interesting. I'd love to know your take on this. Uh, there was just sort of anecdotally a post on a, on a message board that I frequent from a student who didn't use ChatGPT or AI to write a paper. And then I guess that there are programs that professors can use that can sort of scan and, you know, sort of interpret uh, whether or not a program like that would have been used. And the professor sent this student's paper back and said, you can't hand this in. This is all plagiarized and written by by ChatGPT. And the student, mm. he was he was like, absolutely not. I wrote this myself. And of course, many people started responding and saying that, you know, these programs that are designed to catch cheaters, they're not perfect either. Exactly. And,
2: you know, we're seeing this a lot. We're seeing um, kids say, wait, I really didn't do it. A lot of these kids may be first generation. Uh, they may be non-native English speakers, Uh Places that say that they can catch kids, uh, turnitin.com is an example, are working as best as they can to make that technology better to avoid that. But what we would prefer is to really look below at what are the root causes of cheating. Cheating is a symptom of much larger root causes. So rather than play the catching game or the policing game, We wanna actually look at what's causing students to cheat in the first place and address those causes. So often kids are feeling like they're overloaded, they don't have enough time to do all the work that's required of them. Um, Sometimes they think that the work is busy work, they don't understand or see meaning or purpose in it. Sometimes they just don't feel like it's okay to make a mistake, there's way too much pressure on them. They're not in an environment where they feel someone has their back. So there's a lot of reasons why students cheat. We'd rather get at those root causes than try to play this police game, which we know really doesn't work in the long run.
1: How do we get at those root causes? And I also have to wonder, is this sort of like, um, you know, one of these little gray areas where students would say like, oh, I'm not like out and out cheating. I'm not like copying off of somebody else, but there's kind of like, and maybe there isn't a gray area, but maybe talk a bit about that. Like what actually um, counts as cheating and, and how we get in front of that and, and, you know, deal with the, the root of that, why kids are doing it.
2: Right. So that's a great question. So on our survey, we have about 15 different ways listed that teachers may call cheating, but students may not really call it cheating in fact some in some cases students say this isn't cheating at all so I'll give some examples so that most students know sort of copying from someone's test you know with or with their knowledge is is fairly egregious cheating and very few students um, at least admit to doing that my guess is they're telling the truth and not a lot of kids are doing that where we see the higher numbers is copying someone's homework a lot of times the students will tell us they do that because they think the homework is busy work, it doesn't make sense for them to spend all the time doing it, or they really don't understand the subject, so trying to do the homework is going to be a lost cause, but they don't want to get a zero or a bad grade. So sometimes, you know, and another form of cheating is staying home on the day of the test to get more time to study or to perhaps try to get some friends to tell you what's on the test for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, Forging a parent's note, right? Forging a parent's note saying you're sick and can't take a test. There's a bunch of different ways uh, on our survey, some of which people would think are more egregious than others. But, But think about this. In class, you're often told to work together. And in the real world, we are often told, to collaborate. That's how we get things done. Very few people do things alone without using a computer or other resources or asking a friend or a co-worker to help them get a project done. And so what people call cheating in the traditional sense may actually not be the right thing to focus on in schools. We, we may need to redesign our assessments and how we check for mastery to make it more aligned with how people work In the real world.
1: That's Denise Pope. She's a lecturer at Stanford Graduate School of Education with some interesting insight into both uh, cheating and what is considered cheating and how AI is going to affect the future of education.
0: Or, as I would put it, old cheating versus new cheating. Because some of the things no, that she was talking about... No, it's not cheating. Well, back in the day, I mean, these are things that you did. Did you ask a friend for homework? Yeah, sure. Probably at some point. Did you look at a friend's test while you were taking it? Yeah, probably. Like, there's all different forms of doing this. Chat yes. GPT is just the latest.
1: Well, it's, but to her point, all of this is more about what do we... Like, we want to be teaching our kids how to learn, how to teach themselves, how to collaborate. You know? No one ever looks at us like working together in an office setting and is like, oh, they're cheating on getting their work done. So...
0: Right. But back in school, you thought, hey, if I pay you 20 bucks to write an essay for me, which I'm sure many people did yes. back in the day, Yes, you know, we'd be like, oh, that's wrong.
1: Right. But if I paid tw- someone $20 to outsource my work, it would be like, oh, you're really, really smart.
0: Hmm. That is what people do now. All the time. Yes. Interesting. All right. Good way to look at it. Interesting way to look at it. Scott, thank you. But
1: don't cheat, kids. No,
0: <laughs> kids, stay in school. Don't cheat. Yeah. Thank
1: you for that. <laughs> you're welcome.